Hey everybody, this is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We are really, really happy to be with you during this segment. We have a terrific guest, ex-CIA officer Robert David Steele. We're going to be talking about Epstein and related events connected to the Epstein affair, or should I say multiple affairs involving prominent people. But before we go to Robert, I first need to tell you that we're brought to you by a couple of sponsors. They make this show possible. The first is Noble Gold Investments. Absolutely love these guys. Absolutely no pressure. All they'll do is say, here, here's how we can help you. And I'll tell you this, if you're keeping all your money in the bank, you're going to live to regret it. Same way that my mom's side of the family did during the Depression. And my mom was raised as a little girl in absolute squalor because her family lost everything when the banks collapsed. I don't want that to happen to you. So give them a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Tell them Dave Hodges of The Common Sense Show sent you. Also, we're brought to you by the best durable food company out there. We call it preparewithdave.com. 40% off. Now listen, FEMA DHS says that you need to have storable food. So we're going to make it easy for you. Two and four week packages to play catch up. They say you need six months. I say you need a year, okay? but you need to get started. And our smaller amounts that we sell it in is designed to make it easy on your budget. And like I said, 40% off, restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. Well, Robert Steele has been a guest on our show a number of times. And things are heating up and kind of reaching an apex here. And uh, leaks are coming out about uh, the Epstein affair. And uh, Robert and I decided this would be a good time to go ahead and, and tell what we know about this situation. Thanks for joining us. I'm really glad you could be with us. Oh, Dave, you're you're a standard bearer together with the Hagman Report and, and uh, Caravan to Midnight and X-22 and others, uh, Dave Janda, Jeff Rents that I admire so much. Um, so it's a pleasure to be with you. Um, Thank you. Ask me any question. Uh, I'd be happy to go over the nine veils of evil if that's that's what brought us together. But uh, you tell me what you want to talk about. Uh, I like the phrase. Well, let me give you the Hodges hypothesis. And, and, I, and I'm going to just throw it out there and then pick it apart as you will because I'm just a layman throwing out my ideas. But I think the appointment of Radcliffe is outstanding, but I don't think we're going to see many deep state people go down for the count, legally speaking. I think Trump is going to use Radcliffe and Barr to leverage this situation and do backroom deals so he can get done what he needs to get done and neutralize much of the deep state. Okay, so start picking that apart as as you will. Well, Ray McGovern has written a very strong piece, which I tend to agree with, which is that Ratcliffe is roadkill. Uh, he is not going to get anything done. I certainly understand the president's intent, and I'm quite happy to have people investigated and prosecuted for Russia Gate, but I guarantee you Ratcliffe isn't going to be able to do that because he is going to be slow rolled and stone rolled and uh, stonewalled and uh, it's just uh, Trump's term will come to an end with Ratcliffe not having accomplished anything. Um, I'm also concerned because even though the Russia Gate uh, crimes, they're certainly crimes. There's absolutely no question that John Brennan and James Comey and uh, Robert Mueller should be going to jail. And in Mueller's case, it's more about his covering up for 9/11 and Dick Cheney. He is 
3,000 counts of, of complicity and murder after the fact and 3,000 counts of obstruction of justice. But Brennan is clearly the person who should be sentenced to jail and perhaps to death. Um, but I'm a truth and reconciliation guy. I'm happy to just get the truth out on the table. Here's what the president is not doing. The president is not dealing with the fact that, as Bill Binney and I have agreed, up to 70% of the entire secret intelligence community needs to be burned to the ground. Uh, we need to take down the budget, the manpower, and the technologies that are now being applied against American citizens, particularly mass surveillance. Uh, and we need to stop it. It's unconstitutional. It's in violation of all applicable laws and regulations. The U.S. intelligence community is out of control, and Ratcliffe does not have what he needs to, to take that down. Uh, so I'm concerned that the president is not focusing on making sure that intelligence works so that he can be the greatest president ever. He has no open source intelligence capability, which could answer 90, 94% of his, 96% uh, of his questions and help make America great again. So. While I'm sympathetic to putting Ratcliffe in there, you might as well put in um, Oprah Winfrey. Okay. Well, then let me ask you this. If not Ratcliffe, who could go in there and do the job that needs to be done? Myself and Bill Binney. There's no other answer. And what would be some of the first things that you would do? Actually, let me modify that. Mike Flynn would be really great with Bill Binney and myself as his deputies. Uh, I have a lot of deep respect for Mike Flynn. I'm looking forward to his being rehabilitated. Um, although he made mistakes, the charges brought against him were clearly politically motivated and based on, on uh, criminally acquired information. Um, Mike Flynn would be absolutely stunning, particularly if the president ordered him to not only take down the IC, but to then abolish his job. Um, uh, the Binney Steele concept uh, is that we take down NSA, the National Reconnaissance Office, the Defense Intelligence Agency, the National Geospatial Agency, some other bits and ends. We take them down to roughly 30% of where they are now. And then the 30% that's worth saving is consolidated in a, in a CIA, Central Intelligence Agency that has both been taken down by 70% itself and is then built back up with a new directorate for signals intelligence, a directorate for imagery intelligence, a directorate for geospatial, a directorate for military. Uh, and then we have a separate open source agency, which is what keeps the secret world honest. Right now, most of the money being spent by the intelligence community is being spent in constitutional violation to include foreign wars that have not been approved by Congress, mass surveillance that violates the search and seizure uh, amendment of the Constitution. Um, this is just a, a, a mess. of uh, it, It's just a cesspool. And I have met no one other than Bill Binney that knows what he needs to know in order to take NSA down. I know no one other than myself that has the combination of brains and balls to take CIA down. Uh, to where it needs to be and then build it back up and make no mistake I love CIA I want CIA to survive and prosper but I am absolutely intolerant of drone assassination rendition and torture and the smuggling of guns gold uh, drugs cash and small children which is being done by elements of CIA today 
perhaps without the knowledge of Gina Haspel. Are these deep state activities that really go beyond present director and present uh, presidents and congressmen and senators? That's a great question, and I think the answer is absolutely yes. I, I want to give a shout out to Peter Dale Scott, who who introduced the term deep state into the United States, but he's his work has been repressed for decades. I'm the guy who put deep state and false flag and, and fake news into the alternative media uh, lexicon. Um, but Peter Dale Scott got that term from the Turkish uh, studies that he was using after he, he looked at how the deep state assassinated John F. Kennedy. And his original term was uh, uh, deep politics. Um, there is no question but that the CIA was created by the deep state to serve as its lily pad within the U.S. government to subvert the U.S. government. We have clear and direct evidence that the CIA and the FBI, as well as the Mossad, have been blackmailing multiple members of Congress, including Lindsey Graham. So I think that what you really need as director of national intelligence is someone who can literally cut off their money, including their offshore money. One of the things people don't understand is that the the rogue elements of the intelligence community have covert funding that is not declared to Congress and is completely out of control. There is so much work to be done. The good news is we can start showing um, progress within days of, of being given the keys. It's... Um... That would be a sight to behold. It, it truly would. Um, let, let's. Uh, you said that members of Congress, uh, other key people, perhaps even cabinet level people, are being blackmailed. Uh, is Epstein at the center of this blackmail? You know, I, I love that question in part because Epstein is is the the most visible part of a very very broad network. Um. I, if, if you agree, this might be a good place to go over the nine veils, the nine things that the New York Times and New York Post, which are both controlled by Zionists, are not going to cover. Um, can I list the nine veils that, yeah. that basically the mainstream media and everybody is ignoring? Okay, so let's start, let's start with a known fact that Robert Maxwell, the father of Ghislaine Maxwell, was Israel's most famous spy. Uh, in fact, Israel pioneered uh, software backdoors. They were 10 years ahead of the Russians. Uh, David Orman gets that wrong in his latest book, uh, Principal Spying, which is, of course, a joke. Um, but Robert Maxwell was the guy who put promised software into all government and corporate systems, and that ended up giving the Zionists unparalleled access that they used not only to blackmail people, but also for insider trading and to steal technology for Israel and so forth. Now, Robert Maxwell produced Ghislaine Maxwell. I believe that Ghislaine Maxwell, this is the second veil, was a madam for the Mossad. The Mossad Madam is the title of the book that will be written about her one day, Mossad Madam Maxwell. Um, she was running, she appears to be have been running from all media and, and book sources that I've looked at, a Mossad prostitution ring, including children, for blackmail purposes in New York City which may have had some national uh, reach, but mostly in New York City. However, her problem was she wasn't a boy. 
And so the third and fourth uh, and fifth veils are the second veil. Uh, the third veil is I believe that she uh, was instrumental in profiling Chelsea uh, Clinton and Ivanka Trump for the Mossad in order to line them up to be captured by appropriately controlled Zionist husbands. Um, the fourth veil is, and I call this in 2008, I said Epstein was a fake billionaire. I did not know then what I know today, which is that Les Wexner, who is one of about nine major Zionist billionaires that fund the Israel First program in the United States, he put up the money to allow Jeffrey Epstein to be a fake billionaire. And this upgraded the entire Mossad operation because it allowed Jeffrey Epstein to suck in the boys. I use the term advisedly. Uh, he's said to be, um, both Epstein and Wexner are said to be gay and bisexual. Um, I, of course, have no direct knowledge. Um, but Epstein normalized pedophilia. Ghislaine Maxwell could not have led Bill Clinton into 26 trips to Lolita Island uh, with underage children on the plane every time. Uh, that was something that needed a man, um, or a man-child, if you will. And so the fourth fail is he's a fake billionaire. The fifth fail is Mossad has been controlling this completely. And they've been doing this for four reasons. One, to get politicians to vote for Israel first instead of America first. Two, to get CEOs and others to provide uh, access helpful to insider trading. Three, to steal intellectual property from scientists. And fourth, and this is a couple of good stories have been done on the Zorro Ranch in New Mexico, to continue the theft and export of nuclear materials from the United States of America. There are a couple of really great stories out there on how the Zorro Ranch in New Mexico leveraged with bribery and blackmail Bill Richardson and the uh, latest governor in New Mexico. And they actually got from the Department of Energy nuclear materials that were then smuggled uh, to Israel by being flown out on the first leg from uh, from Epstein's ranch. The sixth veil is very near to, dear to my heart because it's the CIA and the FBI have been complicit in the Epstein uh, Mossad Maxwell operation from day one. And Acosta is blameless. Acosta was ordered by Robert Mueller, then the director of the FBI, to let Epstein off with a slap on the wrist because Epstein was, quote, an intelligence asset. Okay? So for me, the sixth veil is really huge and should make every American citizen angry. The CIA and the FBI have been complicit in the Mossad blackmail pedophilia entrapment operation from day one. The seventh veil is that there are 49 other Mossad pedophilia entrapment operations, one in every state of the union, including Mike Pence's uh, Indiana. Uh, eighth veil is that it's not just pedophilia, it's also murderous pedophilia blood drinking and body part eating. Uh, and I mean, that sounds crazy, but I'm sorry, that's that's the truth is stranger than fiction. And then the ninth veil is one that I'm glad you're, you're having me on your show because the ninth veil is that the media is covering all of this up and they're basically complicit in murder and human trafficking and satanic ritual abuse. And let me single out the New York Times and the New York Post specifically for betraying the public trust the New York Times is not all the news fit to print. The New York Times is all the news the Zionists will let us print. When you say Zionist, can you define that term? Because people give it different oh, connotations. Oh, I love that question. 
that is so very, very important because the Zionists have been using anti-Semitism as a trick to censor people. In fact, we've got some really lovely videos on BitChute, which, which cannot be censored. On YouTube, the Anti-Defamation League is the primary censor um, for anything that's critical of Israel. Zionists are not Jews, and in fact, most Jews reject Zionism. Um, I'm very pleased to see most Jews standing up now to AIPAC and and uh, and to the genocide against the Palestinians. A lovely lady named Marjorie Kahn has written a very important article um, called Progressive Except Palestine, which makes the point that it is hypocritical to call for open borders and multiculturalism in the United States of America at the same time that you're practicing genocide and apartheid against the uh the Palestinians in in the land that was stolen from the Palestinians. So I very carefully distinguish between the invented criminal genocidal apartheid Zionist state of Israel and the criminals at the top and decent Jewish human beings, including the nine million Jewish voters in the United States of America. Israel's power in the United States of America is not based on Jewish votes. It is based partially on Jewish money, but it is based primarily on lies, bribery, and blackmail. And let me point out to your listeners that the 27 states that have passed unconstitutional laws, making it a felony to practice your First Amendment right to be critical of Israel by calling for a boycott of Israel, those 27 states will not only see those laws overturned by the Supreme Court, but the citizens in those states should be asking themselves, how many of the legislators and governors uh, and staff associated with these laws were in fact being bribed or blackmailed by the Mossad? How many of these people are pedophiles who the Mossad has on video doing bad things to small children? That is the existential question that is going to be asked toward election 2020. I don't believe President Trump can avoid throwing the Zionists under the bus before the election. He's going to have to do it. It will not wait. There's one thing that concerns me, and I attribute this Trump action to delegation to the wrong people, but we take Alex Acosta, Secretary of Labor, appointed to that position straight from his judicial, uh, well, shall we say judicial corruption, when he gave Epstein a country club existence in jail and permitted it to go on. And then Donald Trump appointed him to the Secretary of Labor without any real qualifications on Acosta's part. I think this has made the president vulnerable. Now, do I think he's guilty of anything? No, I personally don't. But you know the Democrats are going to use this against him as the election grows near well you're you're absolutely right to be concerned and I mean I'm I'm still furious over the fact that Jared Kushner was allowed to destroy Chris Christie's uh, transition effort Chris Christie produced 12 volumes for the president and had Christie been allowed to become ideally chief of staff and manage the transition that he worked so hard on our president would have have would have twice as many accomplishments as he has now and they would have been more diverse our president has done very well with the economy. I think he's unbeatable in 2020, but he has surrounded himself with people that make him look bad, to include John Bolton and Mike Pompeo um, and others. And, and I think Jared Kushner has no place in the White House. He should be, he's an agent of a foreign power. Not only is he sucking up to Israel, but he took a billion dollar bribe from Qatar 
which paid 99 years rent in advance for a worthless building in New York City. A billion dollar bribe. Mike Flynn is being investigated for taking a few hundred thousand dollars from Turkey. Jared Kushner should be under investigation for taking a billion dollars from Qatar. He should not be in the White House. Um, so I am concerned. I do think the president has a plan. I do think that there's some very good people behind the behind the president that are not as visible. I do believe we will see some arrests soon. I do believe that most of the sealed indictments were there to neutralize people rather than to line up a cast of thousands for Guantanamo. I'm looking for 10 to 12 arrests. Um, I'm looking for Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton to have heart attacks uh, very soon. You think they'll have? Uh, so, you think they'll? You think they'll be sacrificed by the deep state? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, Obama may be sacrificed by the deep state. Obama's actual real reason for staying in Washington was because the Rothschilds hired him uh, to be their representative toward the uh, global currency reset. And um, my understanding is the Rothschilds have essentially surrendered. Uh, and I, I bear them no ill will whatsoever. Uh, it's time for us to get a grip on true cost economics and to start serving the 90%, not the 1%. But if there are three people that richly merit following John McCain and George H.W. Bush into hell, their names are Bill and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Um, and, um, and I think that their days are numbered. Let uh, me ask uh, you a so question of uh, naive practicality. How can... Bill and Hillary and Obama be sacrificed in close proximity to each other in terms of time frame and not wake up the general public as to the powers behind it. Well, now, wait a minute. We want to wake up the general public. No, and no, I'm not talking about intent. I'm talking about if, well, say the Rothschilds, whoever, the deep state influences sacrifice Bill and Hillary and Obama how are they going to get away with that in proximity? Aren't people going to look at this and go, oh, this is too many coincidences to buy. There's someone behind these well, deaths of these people. First off, you know, the public's attention span is, is astonishing to me. I mean, the Notre Dame Cathedral, for example, an obvious false flag uh, arson case. Nobody's talking about it. Um the 27 states that have passed laws that make it a felony to practice your First Amendment right. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to me how, how all of this works. Here's my bottom line. I don't think anybody is going to complain if Bill and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama uh, go to their meet, meet their maker anytime in the next 14 months. I also believe the president has a list of perhaps 20 things that he's going to do possibly including a student debt jubilee and a, uh, and a termination of the federal income tax. Um, the one thing he hasn't been willing to do that I really desperately want is, is a combination of 9-11 disclosure and pulling out of the Middle East on the one hand and, uh, and sponsoring election reform, hashtag on rig on the other. Um, but what I, I really want to emphasize here is the deep state is on the run. The president has succeeded. All signs are pointing to uh, the Vatican, the Rothschilds, the Chabad, and uh, Caesar's descendants um, uh, in Italy. All have basically surrendered. Um, the president has triumphed. 
where I'm concerned is that the president is not paying attention to the 70% of the American voters that have been disenfranchised. And the president and his staff is, are not doing a good job of educating the public and getting the public excited about the, the possibilities for the future. He's doing a great job on the economy. He's not doing well at explaining that the whole open border thing was essentially a Zionist uh, endeavor to, to uh, water down the red, black, and white heritage Americans. Um, the, the, uh, there are two excellent books, While Europe Slept and While America Slept, and they both talk about immigration as an act of war. The illegal immigrants that have been pushed into the United States, not only Latinos, I'm a Latino, and I'd have to tell people Latinos come in all colors, including red and yellow, um, but the illegal immigration has been an act of war against the United States of America, and it has been led by the deep state, um, by the Zionists, by the Rothschilds, by the Vatican, by the uh, Chabad cult that sees all of us, and including all Jews who are not Orthodox, as non-humans. Uh, we are beneath contempt. Anything done to us is okay. Um, and so I really think that the president has got to get a better communication staff. In fact, I sent a copy of Marianne Williamson's book, uh, Politics of Love, to the First Lady and to Kellyanne Conway. Because I think the president needs to start embracing some of these ideas. He starts to, needs to start living up to all of his promises, including getting out of the Middle East and 9-11 uh, mm -hmm. disclosure. Um, and so I, I, I really see us going in a very positive direction. I'll tell you something. It would not be beyond the realm of possibility for the president to wake up one day and realize that he wants Marianne Williamson to be his vice president. And do a split ticket. And so have can, cola. Yeah, we can laugh yeah. about it. No, no, I'm not laughing. And I'll tell you, uh, someone else suggested to me earlier today, Tulsi Gabbard reaching across the aisle, making her, yeah, giving her a cabinet position. Very interesting. Robert, we have to hold it here just for a second. And I need Absolutely. to tell everybody the second part of this program is brought to you by the people that brought the first part. And that would be Noble Gold Investments. And like I said, don't get caught with all your money in the bank. Diversify. Noble Gold could be a good option for you. Give them a call for a no-pressure interview. 877-946-5346. I'm sorry, that was 877-646-5347. little cognitive deficit right there. And then our second sponsor for this show is also preparewithdave.com. Best storable food out there, 40% off, 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. We take the pain out of storing food in large volumes. Well, we're talking with Robert David Steele, and we're getting into some really, really interesting areas. And you've brought up communications. And Robert, let me just take a slight sidestep, but related to what you're talking about. Uh, I looked at the work of Dr. Epstein, not, not Jeffrey Epstein, but Dr. Epstein, who was a uh, the a psychologist, editor-in-chief of Psychology Today, former editor, and he did a study of Google algorithms, and he estimates that Google could change or influence 15 million votes. And I'm concerned, and I've yes. been concerned for a long time, and I've t said this to you before, that the president is ignoring big tech censorship in terms of acting. He's talking, but he's not doing anything. I, I, I agree completely. 
let me also say that Horowitz is uh, the YouTube of Horowitz either appeared today or is appearing tomorrow at 58iota.net. That's P H I, not F. Okay. Um, 58iota.net is free subscriptions with no ads ever. Um, I was the first to coin the term hashtag Google Gestapo. And um, I have watched with great concern, not just Alex Jones, but people like Mike Adams from Natural News. Yes. And he, he is absolutely correct. And I have been calling for a RICO investigation. I've also been calling for a massive class action lawsuit. And I, I name the elements of hashtag Google Gestapo, and they include Amazon, which is banning books, as well as reviewers and reviews. So Amazon, Facebook, Google, Meetup. People don't understand that the Anti-Defamation League is behind all of these. And in the case of Meetup, the Anti-Defamation League co-sponsored 1,087 hashtag resist meetups and waived all of the fees for them at the same time that the Anti-Defamation League appears to have ordered Meetup to cancel my $77,000 paid program, hashtag unrig, which had a meetup in each of the 435 congressional districts. So all paths lead to the Anti-Defamation League, which is why the president is going to have to get a grip on this. He's absolutely right, and I have pointed out that it's not China and Iran and Russia that are our enemies or that have sought to influence their election, but rather Israel and the United Kingdom, Great Britain. Um, we now have McCabe has been caught, uh, and there's evidence that MI5 and MI6 were very actively involved in attempting to influence the American election <laughs> in favor of Hillary Clinton. So he's right. And one of the things that I personally feel that the president has a right to do is to basically modify the uh, Communications Decency Act. All of these platforms were given indemnity for content violations, provided that they served as an unbiased town hall. Yes. They are all in violation of Title VII, and they are all in violation of the First Amendment, and they are all also in violation of what's called tortuous interference. They are destroying... Uh, people. They're digitally assassinating lifetimes worth of work. So I think this is huge. And one of the problems the president has is he has a shit staff. His social media summit was a joke. And then at the last minute, they compounded that joke by disinviting Ben Garrison, who is America's greatest cartoonist when it comes to political caricature. The Anti-Defamation League, in my opinion, clearly led a concerted conspiracy campaign to call, write, and put in White House comments and, and so forth to get Ben Garrison uninvited. And somebody in the White House lacked the balls to say no. So I, I understand Ben Garrison has a lawsuit. There will be federal discovery. They will pick up every email, every phone call, every White House comment line, every postal delivery that calls for Ben Garrison to be disinvited, and I hope that is a $20 million jury award uh, in favor of Ben Garrison. This reeks of the Zionists trying to control the White House. You know, it's interesting that you would bring up the lawsuits here. I don't know if you're aware of this. I just learned this yesterday that a group of Europeans, uh, YouTubers, have gathered together and they're planning to launch a $50 million lawsuit against YouTube. And I understand this unionization effort is going to make its way into North America as well. Do you know anything about this? I don't, but let me tell you my real concern, and I'm waiting to hear if I'm going to be given the money to, to build the Web 3.0 alternative to all of these people. Um, but I'm going to use a portion of that money to create a website to solicit 50,000 plaintiffs 
um, so that we can put 10,000 plaintiffs against each element of hashtag Google Gestapo. The problem I have is that each of these multi-billion dollar enterprises has more than enough money and more than enough lawyers to basically slow roll any individual lawsuit. If the president doesn't do a RICO conspiracy thing in a big way, and if he doesn't set deadlines, and if we don't have a class action lawsuit that goes against all of them uh, with support from the Department of Justice, then there will be no change in time for 2020. And they will manipulate the election. They will manipulate searches. They'll manipulate polls. They will uh, shadow ban the president. Twitter has cut the president's access by 40 percent. And so one of the things I'm being asked to do is create uh, an alternative so that he can uh, put out trumpets to 180 million voters, uh, not something he can do today. Um, the problem with the people around Trump is they don't know what they don't know. Um, and I'm, I'm very concerned at the mediocrity of his technology advisors. Uh, and frankly, even though Larry Ellison and Peter Thiel are very pro-Trump, they don't know what they don't know. I mean, Larry Ellison is self-destructing. Oracle is going down. And Ellison has refused offers from me and Bill Binney and others to help him. Um, so I'm, I'm very concerned. So bottom line here is all of these lawsuits will, will take three to six years to play out. Okay, They're not going to have an impact. For us to have an impact, we need to have election reform, which includes paper ballots counted publicly on site. We need to have free media and social media accounts. And we need to have some kind of um, special court, like the FISA court, but a special court that can impose very heavy sanctions where people can go and say, I've just had my account deleted by YouTube and the court can order the reinstatement of the of the account or a million dollar daily fine until it's reinstated. We need that kind of creative immediacy. Uh, and I don't see the president listening to anyone. I don't think he has anyone who can think in, in, in the ways that people like me and Bill Binney and Steve Arnold and Win Schwartow and uh, Satoshi in Japan. Um, I just don't think he, I mean, he could use John McAfee as an advisor. If, uh, if the president will pardon John McAfee and tell the IRS and Tennessee to get off McAfee's back, I can have McAfee in Washington tomorrow helping the president. You're absolutely right about Google, Amazon, the rest of the social media dragging out something like this. Uh, what's more important to the election coming up? Is it big tech social media influence or is it mass media influence? You know, that's a really interesting question, and let me say neither. What's important, because the Americans have woken up, we're now past main media, we're now past mass media, even though they could influence the election, and even though all Diebold machines were designed for fraud. I mean, electronic voting machines were designed to determine the winner before the first vote is cast. That's what they were designed for, okay? And I still don't understand why people don't get that. Um, I think the president is a force of nature, um, and despite the fact that he's allowed Chris Christie to be sidelined, I still have hopes for Chris Christie coming back and being a force. I certainly want to see Herman Cain and Mike Flynn um, play prominent roles going into 2020 and beyond. Um, I would, you know, I would really love to have Mike Flynn be the director of national intelligence. 
uh, and then have Benny and I as his sidekicks, uh, because we could get a lot done very, very quickly, particularly uh, if Mick Mulvaney goes back to OMB, because the way, to, the way to control the IC is to control its money and control its people and to have your own counterintelligence organization on top of them, which I would create from the military side, uh, which is something Mike Flynn could, could really, uh, really exploit in a formidable fashion. Uh, so I, I think that the Trump presidency is, is a force of nature that cannot be defeated by the extreme left, the mainstream media, or social media. There are obviously some precautions he has to take for me, I think the biggest problem is that the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 is going to a writ of mandamus, and they're going to force the issue of a criminal grand jury for 9-11. And if the president doesn't meet his promise for 9-11 sooner than later, someone else will. And when it is found out that 9-11 was planned and executed by the Zionists with Dick Cheney's help beginning in 1988, the president's attachment to Zionism could sink him. I don't think Marianne Williams could get elected, although a Bernie Sanders Marianne Williams or a, or a uh, John Hickenlooper Marianne Williams ticket would be very interesting. There is a thin possibility, I'm beginning to see a possibility, of a libertarian independent coalition cabinet coming out. The libertarians are the only party that can make every single state put them on the ballot. If the president does not fulfill all of his promises and Marianne Williamson ties up the Democrats in knots, and I love your idea about Tulsi Gabbard coming to a cabinet seat. She's she's a one-trick pony. She still thinks 9-11 was done by ragheads armed with box cutters, which is as stupid as you can get and still be in the House of Representatives. Um, but um, Tulsi Gabbard has her, has her good points, as do others. The president needs to pardon all of the Black Panthers. He needs to pardon the Native American leaders that are still in jail. There's a lot of truth and reconciliation that needs to get done. And my real concern about the president's staff is they just don't think holistically. Um, these people are, as Cliff Sims said in that wonderful book that I've reviewed, they're a team of vipers. They're all out there to get ahead and stab the president in the back. Um, he needs to clean house, and I'm really worried about that. He is surrounded by people whose primary uh, goal in life is to stab him in the back. How do you not know that and then take action against it decisively in mass? Uh, I, I just don't get it why he's so inactive and, and seemingly impotent in dealing with this. That's that's a really great great question, and and I've I've I, you know I wrote a very famous and, and and it's it's done well on Amazon, the accidental president, and I'm absolutely certain that he woke up the day that he won after Cambridge Analytica told him at noon on the on election day they said, Mr. President, you have a 20 percent chance of winning. That shows how stupid they are. Um, but he woke up on the day after the election with one thought on his on his mind. I am convinced of this. How do I avoid being assassinated? I would and agree. I think that a lot of the appointments that he has made have been very clever appointments intended to neutralize the ability of the deep state to assassinate him the way they assassinated John F. Kennedy, the way they've assassinated so many others across America over the years. Um, to include people that have invented uh, free energy. Uh, Tesla got it first, but others have gotten it afterwards. Um, and 
I would like to think that he is a genius and he knows that he's going to have to dump Pompeo and Bolton and Abrams. I mean, Abrams is a war criminal. And the president was lied to by the CIA and Venezuela. Okay, every de facto, the CIA has had its ass handed to it in, in Venezuela and in Iran. And let me just say that the Iranians did capture 17 Iranian traitors. They were very uh, clever in not uh, arresting any CIA clandestine uh, case officers. The Cubans did this to two of my classmates in Cuba. Jay and Lane were both videotaped doing clandestine operations and having clandestine meetings in Cuba because all of the Cuban agents passed the polygraph, but they were in fact controlled. So the Iranians have been controlling these 17 Iranian agents who have been having clandestine meetings in Dubai and elsewhere with CIA case officers. And now that the president has been embarrassed, now that the president has been, been fooled into lying publicly and saying that the Iranians did not capture anybody, the Iranians are going to start rolling out videotapes and the president is going to look like an ass. He needs to get a grip on CIA and state, which are totally controlled by the Zionists right now. This is just insane. Uh, I, I do agree with you that uh, the CIA and the uh, State Department are totally outside his control. I know people in the State Department, the stories they tell me are incredible. I mean, they actively, virtually worship Obama publicly. In fact, I, I have a friend in the State Department, and she's been investigated for violation of the Hatch Act for daring to put the president's picture on her desk in her cubicle. He's the commander-in-chief, yet her colleagues that work there have Obama's picture, who's no longer in office. Now, who's guilty of violation of the Hatch Act? But oh, instead, I, I, I love that. I love that story. And, and, and let me point out also that, that the designers are severely overrepresented in senior positions, and mm -hmm. 10% of our senior executive service has dual U.S.-Israeli citizenship. If I were commander-in-chief or advising the commander-in-chief, I would order every person having dual citizenship to either resign or give up their other citizenship, and then I'd have a, a counterintelligence microscope up their ass for the rest of their career. I totally um, agree. Totally uh, agree with you on that. I, I want to get your reaction to this. I talked to someone from DHS hang recently. On, hang on, Dave. Let me give you one quick, one quick thing before we move on to your next one, which is I want your listeners to take a look at tinyurl.com forward slash Trump triumph, where the T's are capitalized. tinyurl.com forward slash Trump triumph. The president can change the dynamics of the government overnight if he throws the press out of the White House and converts that into a grand strategy cell, a truth channel that allows him to speak to 180 million Americans directly by multiple means, and an open source um, intelligence unit that answers his questions without spying very cheaply and uh, very quickly. So now let's go to what you wanted to talk about. Well, I want to comment on what you just said, that partially, not fully, but partially addresses the social media conspiracy against the president because Twitter's actions towards the president wouldn't matter if he had that kind of reach from the White House. Yes, exactly uh, my intent. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. And uh, I, I wanted to get your reaction to the president's seemingly inaction on the border. Well, that's a, that's a really good uh, that's a really good question because I happen to know a couple of billionaires that are planning to develop a separate program at the state level. There are four states. Uh, actually, Canada's more of a problem than people realize. But the southern border is what has to be dealt with first. And also, we're very porous 
on our maritime front. The east and west coasts and the Gulf Coast are wide open. But California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, they all have corrupt state governments. Those borders are open because there are a lot of sheriffs and judge and prosecutors that have been paid to keep those borders open. So there's a two-front program that I think will be privately funded. One is to actually uh, negotiate for private funding for building the wall across each of those four states. And two, a private program to investigate every single legislator and member of the governor's staff that objects to closing the border. Um, I think that the FBI is a travesty. They don't actually do counterintelligence. I like to remind people that the FBI was founded, not only founded by a pedophile who accepted small children from the mafia's gifts, but this same pedophile founder of the FBI pioneered blackmailing politicians using FBI capabilities. All right, that hasn't changed. It's still being done today. Um, So we have a lot to do. Now, on the wall. Before you go on, I got I got to share this. It's going to bring a smile to your face. I did a podcast yesterday. It's going to be released today, and I compared the similarities between Mueller and J. Edgar Hoover, and you just hit the nail on the head. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And in fact, James Comey is said to like to dress up as Howdy Doody uh, and 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 prance now, around. I remember this is a family oh. show, <laughs> but that's that's oh, good. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, how do you do these family show, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except what happens behind oh. the curtain. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, I do want to ask you one more question before I lose the thought. I was speaking with a DHS agent recently, uh, two days ago, and he said, uh, and he's a loyal American, and he said anybody GS15 can't be trusted. You agree with that? Uh, the short answer is no, because 90% of the people in government, including GS-15s and, and SESs, are good people trapped in a bad system. 10% of them are absolute rascals. So I don't believe in generalizations. However, I do believe that anyone that's made it to GS-15 and SES has been playing along with evil and, and uh, tolerating waste and fraud and abuse. Um, there's a lot to be said for cleaning out the government. And, and if I were DNI, one of the things I would seriously consider is immediately retiring everybody who's eligible for retirement and offering every contractor a job and getting rid of all contractors in the, in the sense that uh, intelligence in many aspects of government are inherent functions of government that should not be delegated. And on the one hand, we have a government that is grotesquely oversized and it's based on borrowing and it's also based on on creating legislation. Uh, most legislation today is administrative legislation, such as rulemaking, rather than congressional legislation. And, and George Will has written a phenomenal book, The Conservative Sensibility, that I've reviewed very, very favorably. Uh, and I urge people to, to become familiar with, with George Will's thoughts on this. He's, he talks about a run-amuck presidency, uh, a... Um, a Congress that has abdicated its responsibility to legislate, and a judiciary that has been uh, impotent, anemic, unwilling to challenge presidential overreach and executive overreach. Um, So I think that that Trump has failed to build the wall in part because he really felt he had to insist on the money being allocated and, and so forth. But I'm very concerned that as much as the president is a genius, and he really, he really he understands that he's going to win this election by appealing to people, including blacks, 
who think of themselves as Americans. I had lunch with Dr. Randy Short, who's a American black leader based in D.C., and um, he's the guy who came up with the list of pardons that will help the president win the black vote handily. Uh, by the way, blacks completely support the president's attacks against Baltimore uh, and the rat infestation and, and so forth. And, and, and they also love Marianne Williams for saying that Flint is uh, the tip of the iceberg. The Democratic city administrators have been vastly more corrupt than Republican city administrators. And they have screwed over the blacks and the poor vastly more than Republicans have. Um, so I, I think that, that the president has not done enough to focus on the family and focus on children and focus on um, alleviating the student debt crisis. Uh, and focus on the veterans. All veterans hate war. And all veterans in the United States now understand that they went to war on the basis of lies. And yet the president still has us in Afghanistan and Syria and Yemen and Somalia and all these other places. He needs to close all of our bases overseas. He needs to bring our military home, including their wallets. And he needs to completely restructure the government so that we're focused on peace abroad and prosperity at home. And I don't, I don't see him hitting two-thirds of his promises. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Look, we're almost out of time, and I wanted to give you a stretch of time here to talk about how people can follow your good work. I know you've got extensive resources and ways to access you, access you in terms of following you. Well, everything I do is free with the exception of the Open Source Everything Manifesto that North Atlantic Books uh, controls the English rights to. But I will happily give away the foreign language translation rights to that book. Um, RobertDavidSteele.com is my life's work, including all recent interviews and articles. PhiBetaIota.net is our free blog with no ads ever. Um, three to five emailed uh, posts a day. Um, and Unrig.net is a placeholder. Uh, I created the hashtag Unrig program, which is what really matters to me. What I want the president to do going into the 2020 election is commit to the hashtag UnRig Unity Through Integrity Election Reform Act, which has 12 different um, fixes. And I want the president to go into this election saying to all Americans, I promise you open access to Congress by 2022 in time to put 100 libertarians, greens and independents into Congress in 2022. He can only do that if he sponsors the hashtag Unrig Unity Through Integrity Act, and it has to have all 12 elements. If the president does that, he will show that he is the president for all Americans, including the 70% that have been disenfranchised by the two-party tyranny that fronts for the deep state. If the president does not support hashtag Unrig, then he's a fraud. That is such a fascinating concept. It's something in a future interview I want to explore more with you. And we're just about out of time, except I'm going to just put this out to you right here. Um, I'm co-hosting a show in northern Colorado with pretty good reach down Front Range on into Denver and beyond. And we're going to get you on that show when I get back from vacation. So, Robert, this has really been fascinating. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to come on and continue good luck with your work. Oh, well, thank you, Dave. I sure appreciate the balanced, calm manner in which you interview, and I think you're rendering a great national service. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Robert.